everybody. Good afternoon. Brent Kessler here with the Money Multiplier for yet another podcast on the Money Multiplier and the Infinite Banking concept. So let's just kind of recap the last couple podcasts that we've done. We talked about how did Infinite Banking get started, how do we apply the Infinite Banking concept at the Money Multiplier. Uh, we talked about why you should become your own banker. Is your banking policy safe? Is it safe to do this? Is this a good thing to do? Are there any risks involved? Um, and we kind of went over a call to action. And then we talked about the uh, pandemic of what's going on. I, so today we come to you in early August. And, um, yeah, the pandemic is still out there and, you know, kind of ugly. And um, But we talked about how that is affecting what we're doing here at the Money Multiplier and then how that can infect, you know, just your investments for retirement or accounts or your 401ks or IRAs, qualified plans, um, the housing market, you know, things that you may be invested in. And we talked about how the infinite banking is very different from the uh, stock markets. So those are some of the things that we've went over in our previous podcast. So if you missed those, please go back and take a look as these uh, podcasts will build up on each other. So um, be sure to visit our previous podcast. So today, we're going to talk about the money multiplier method and getting started with the infinite banking concept. We're going to talk about getting started. And um, the first thing we're going to go over is what should a person do if they want to get started with this process, the infinite banking concept, the money multiplier method? How do we prepare to get this going? Well, I'm assuming if it's something that you're interested in doing or if it's something you're interested in exploring more about, you have already seen the presentation on this concept. And uh, anyway, I myself, I have my presentation out there on our website, www.themoneymultiplier.com. It's at the bottom of the homepage where it says um, the word presentation. Just click on that. Or you can also go to the top of the homepage where it says resources and click on the presentation tab. So my 90 plus minute presentation is on the website. It's also broken up into 10 individual sections. There's also a downloadable attachment that you can print out to follow along with the example. So I'm assuming that you've either are here at this point because you've either watched the presentation, either the recorded version as I just had gone over with you how to watch that, or maybe you saw me on a webinar, a Zoom meeting, um, maybe another podcast of, uh, that I was a guest on, um, or you saw me speak at a live event somewhere, and you saw me speak on this concept. We do have other mentors on our team that do have their presentation. Um, the one that comes to mind uh, is Chris Noggle. And as I tell you on all of these podcasts, you know, Chris Noggle N-A-U-G-L-E, Chris Noggle, he's the one that wrote the book with me, Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery. He's very into this concept. He's been a client of mine for several years, has been teaching this now for, oh, the last couple years, okay, so, or at least teaching it the way it should be taught. Chris was a financial advisor for New York Life for, I think, around 16 years. Um, so Chris is very knowledgeable on this banking concept. And if you're not following Chris Noggle, please do so on social media such as Facebook and Instagram. 
and any other social media channels you may see Chris Noggle on, but he wrote the book with me, Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery. So, all right, just some resources that I'm assuming you've already checked out up to this point, and now you're like, okay, this looks pretty cool. How do I get started? Well, or, or the steps, the process of what to do, how to prepare to get started for this concept. Well, the first thing you have to decide is, how much premium dollars do you want to put into the policy? You want to put in, I don't know, do you want to put in $1,000 a month? Do you want to put in $1,000 a quarter? you want to put in $1,000 twice a year? you want to put in you know, $10,000 annually? How much do you want to put in to the policy itself? So that's the first thing you have to come to terms with, the amount that you want to put in. There's no right amount and there's no wrong amount that you're going to put in. Um, some people put in $200 a month. Some people put in $2 million a year, right? So you pick a number in between there and decide how much you want to put in. And then also, how often do you want to put the money in? Do you want to do it on a monthly basis, quarterly, twice a year, annually? And just because you start with one way doesn't mean that's the way that you have to always do it. You can start with monthly, go to quarterly, go to quarterly, go to annually, vice versa, right? So now we've got the amount established that you want to put into the policy. And who are we going to insure, right? Who is the person that we're going to insure? Now, most people that I'm talking to are going to insure themselves, right? That's who they're going to insure. You're going to do the policy on yourself. Now, you might do it on a spouse. You might do it on a grandchild or a child, right? But most of the time, you're going to insure yourself. And I do recommend... Before you insure any children or grandchildren, as long as you're insurable, let's do the policy on you, right? Don't be thinking of this as, oh my gosh, I can do a policy on my child or grandchild and it would be cheaper. No, 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 no. That's a wrong way of thinking. Yes, you may pay less premium for the same amount of death benefit, but that's not why we're working with this concept. It's not why we're working with the infinite banking concept and the money multiplier method. We're working with it because of the cash, right? And the cash is going to be relatively very similar to whether you do the policy on a 60-year-old, a 40-year-old, a 20-year-old, or a 2-year-old. The cash is going to be very similar. The death benefit may change, or actually the death benefit will change depending on the age and the health of the individual. But the reason we're doing this is, is for the cash value and being able to use the money inside the policy for the things that you're paying for anyway, for your expenses, for your debts, um, you know, just to buy in the things that you're going to buy in life anyway. As you've heard me speak before, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, he wrote a book called Second Chance. In that book, Robert Kiyosaki talks about turning liabilities into assets. Well, that's what we're doing here. We're turning liabilities into assets. We're going to make every liability become an asset, every depreciating asset become an appreciating asset, because now we're taking over the banking functions in our life, and we're able to recycle and recapture all of that money that was going out to other people. So... My suggestion is, is to do the policy on yourself before or in addition to you doing policies on children or grandchildren. Because remember, if everything works out the way it's supposed to work out, 
okay? Or the way it's supposed to work is you are supposed to pass away, die, graduate, whatever word you want to use. You're supposed to pass before your children and your grandchildren. And who's going to get the windfall of that death benefit when the policy is on you? That's right. It'll be your children and grandchildren and future generations to come. So it's okay to insure children and grandchildren, but as long as you or your spouse is insured or both of you or one of you, I highly recommend you do the policy on them in addition to what you're doing on yourself. All right? So now we've established who we're going to do the policy on, how much premium that you want to start the policy with, okay? So now all we need to do is I'm just going to gather, um, okay, on our phone call that we do, on our strategy call, I'm just going to gather a small amount of information. All I really need to know is your name, how you want it spelled on the policy, the state you live in, your phone number and email, and the amount of premium that you want to do. That's really all I need to know. Oh, and your date of birth. That's really all I need to know. Then what I'm going to do, after you've told me the amount of premium that you want to put in the policy and who it's going to be on, I'm now going to give that information to our application team, our team of application specialists. And now what's going to happen is you're going to receive a text message and an email from one of our application specialists. It will come from somebody at the moneymultiplier.com, right? Or or a text from from someone at the money multiplier. And when you receive that text message and email, you need to schedule a time that's convenient for you and also the application specialist where you can be in front of a computer. And now what they're going to do is they're going to ask you some health-related questions, and they're going to schedule your exam. The exam company is going to come to your work or come to your home or you can go to them and they just simply want to make sure you look as good on the inside as you do on the outside, right? So in other words, the insurance company has to approve you for the policy. Just because you told me that you're ready to go and you're ready to start the policy, well, you can't start yet. No, we have to get you approved for the policy. You see, it is not a right to own one of these whole life policies in a mutual company that pays dividends. It's a privilege to own one, right? So we have to ask for approval. And the insurance company is hopefully going to approve you based on your age and your health for a policy. So that's all we need to do in the beginning. We need to take the application. They're going to ask you those questions. It's best before you make that appointment with the application specialist that you are going to set a, some time aside. And I think they usually like a half an hour to 45 minutes in order to complete that policy application and um, it's it's just about them asking you questions and you answering the questions in the exam getting scheduled now a couple questions they may ask you outside of the health related questions they may ask you your gross annual income how much is your gross income they'll also maybe ask you is uh, for your total net worth what is your total net worth now on a couple occasions, not very often, but sometimes you guys get a little mad that they ask you these questions. Well, believe me, they're not asking you these questions because they really want to know the information. The insurance company needs to have this information. And you're thinking, well, why do they need my gross income and why do they need my net worth if I'm applying for a life insurance policy? Well, here's why. 
You see, the insurance company wants to make sure they are, they are insuring you for a proper life value, right? What that means is, is if you were totally broke, had no money, you were living underneath a bridge, you were homeless, right? Um, have no income, no money, no resources, no assets. Well, the insurance company is not is is not going to value your life at very much, right? They, because of your gross income and your net worth, it's going to be like zero or maybe less than zero. Well, let's say if you're a rock star, superstar, multi-millionaire with millions and millions and millions of dollars, well, that would be a good thing for the insurance company to know too, because now they see that your life value. And, and again, they take your gross income and your net worth. Now, if you have a hard time figuring out net worth, what net worth is, is it's assets minus liability. So here's how I tell you to figure out net worth. So I want you to make believe that everything you own right now, everything that you have possession of or that you own, let's make believe you're going to sell everything today. Every single thing is going to be sold. And all you're going to be left with is the clothes on your back, and you're going to be standing out on the sidewalk. Everything else is sold. Well, after you pay everybody off, how much money is sitting in your pocket? That would be your net worth. So it's your assets minus your liabilities. Is that is equals your net worth. Now, don't get freaked out and say, well, I don't want the insurance company to know that I have that much net worth. Well, no, 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 no. You want them to know that. See, this is different than the tax man asking you, right? If the tax man asks you how much you're worth, what do we tell them? We tell them we're broke, we owe everybody, and don't own anything, right? So, But this is not the tax man. This is the insurance company. The insurance company, all right, so they're asking so they know how much of a policy can they approve you for based on death benefit? Now, I know we don't talk about death benefit, but the amount of premium that you put into a policy buys X amount of death benefit from the insurance company based on your age and your health, right? So the insurance company looks at it as death benefit. We look at it as premium going into the policy. But just know they're kind of similar, but we just look at it a little bit differently. They look at how much death benefit can we insure this human uh, body for, and then the amount of premium is how much money that you want and can get into the policy. So whenever you're talking to the insurance company about your net worth, you, w you so the thing you want to do is you don't want to leave anything out, right? Um, I always kind of say as a joke, and please, this is a joke, it's like when you talk to the tax man, you know, you, so like the way you're trying to look to the tax man is like, hey, I don't have that much, Mr. Tax Man. Are you sure you need to come and get all these taxes from me? Well, with the insurance company, you want to make it look at least as good as what you have, right? And, and I tell you to be accurate on the number, try to be precise, but if you have to err at all, I would prefer that you erred on the positive side and not the negative side. Now, I don't want a bunch of phone calls, text messages, and emails and telling you that I'm telling you to tell a, just a different number. Okay, I don't want a bunch of phone calls, text messages, and emails of you calling me and reaching out to me saying, well, Brent told me to tell the tax man I have less 
and the insurance company I have more. No, that's not what I'm saying. I want you to get the concept and the principle here, right? The insurance company wants to know your net worth, your gross income, so they can give you as much coverage as possible, okay? On the tax guy, we're trying to look for the deductions, right? We're, we're like going back and we're saying, hey, are you sure there's no more deductions we can take? Are you sure there's nothing else we can take so I don't have to pay tax on all that money? But please note, in both scenarios, you are supposed to be accurate in each one, right? Okay, so just so we got that out of the way. Now, so here are some clients that sometimes um, are asked. They ask, how do I get started? Well, we just kind of went through how to get started. I just need to know how much you want to be approved for and the mode that you want to pay your premium. Now, just because we get you approved for that amount doesn't mean you have to do the amount that you're getting approved for. So let's say if you want to get approved for a policy of $1,000 a month in premium. And then after you get approved for 1000 a month, you say, well, you know what? That's a little high. I only want to do 500 a month. No problem. That's fine. As long as we have you approved for the $1,000 a month, you can always go down and make it $500 a month. You can make it less. However, if, if a, you're unsure if you want to get approved for 1000 a month in premium or 2000 a month in premium, when we do our strategy call, you probably want to tell me to get you approved for 2000 a month. Because if I get you approved for $2,000 a month and all you want to do is $1,000 a month or a number lower than $2,000, not a problem. You can do that amount. But if I get you approved only for $1,000 a month and you come back after the approval's done and you say, oh, this is good, I want to do $2,000 a month, then I may need to have to take you through additional underwriting and that will delay the process. So let's get you approved at the higher amount that you may want to do. All right, no problem with taking a lower amount. Okay, so now after we gather that information, after it goes to the application team, they go through and they're going to ask you the questions, your gross income, your net worth. Now what's going to happen is the application team is they're going to schedule your exam. The exam company has to qualify you for the policy. The insurance company wants to make sure you look as good and good on the inside as you do on the outside. So you're going to pee in a cup, give a little blood, answer some more health questions, then all that information will go to the underwriters of the insurance company. Hopefully they approve it. Once they approve it, policy will be delivered to you. You'll be able to go through it, review it, make sure it says everything I'm telling you it's going to say, get all your questions answered. And if all looks good, now your policy goes in force. Now, once your policy is in force, now we start your mapping process, the money multiplier map. And also there's another, uh, and okay, there's also another document called the cash flow analysis. So now you have your map and your cash flow analysis. Well, your mapping team will go over that map in detail with you. If you want to make any changes, you can. And then it's up to you how you use the map. Well, we're going to lay out the best plan for you to use the money multiplier map, but ultimately you're in control. You're responsible. The money is yours. We don't have any control of your money, so you make a decision of what you want to do with that. And then we recommend that map gets updated every four months, three times. I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, every four months, three times a year. All right. Um, now, there's no charge to do that. 
So why wouldn't you do it? Well, the reason we want you to do it is because we want you around the campfire drinking the Kool-Aid. The more you're around the campfire drinking the Kool-Aid, the better you understand this and see how powerful it is. Guess what? The more policies that you're going to do, you're going to want to do more premium. You're going to want to refer your friends, your coworkers, your colleagues, your family, right? So it's a win-win situation. Yeah, we do more work for you, but you're going to end up referring more people to us. Okay, so now the policy's in force. You have your map. We're going to update that map for you. Anytime you buy or sell something or you have a windfall or a downfall or a raise or demotion, you should let us know those things. You should communicate with the mapping team, even if it's not on that every four months mark, three times a year. Um, if for some reason you miss a mapping session, you should do your best to make it up. Now, normally what we do is we ask you to make it up, but, you know, there's only so many phone calls, text messages, and emails we can give you. So you need to um, just to keep up with that, right? So you need to make sure that you are getting those maps done for you. All right, a couple other questions um, that people may ask. Uh, okay, who should I insure? The policy on me, a child, or a spouse? Well, we talked about that a little already i would insure yourself before a spouse are you too old to do the policy no you're not too old to do the policy as long as you're under age 73 or below and in halfway decent health we're probably going to get the policy done if not then we may have to do the policy on someone else if you're over 73 or in bad health then yeah we may have to do the policy on someone else we can talk about that if you're not insurable, yes, obviously we're going to have to get someone else to do it, right? How soon can you take a policy loan out? Well, remember, you can take a policy loan out in the first 30 days, in the first month. Now, it doesn't usually take you a month. As a matter of fact, I don't think I've ever waited more than 12 days to get a policy loan, but I'm going to tell you a month because if it doesn't show up in 12 days, I don't want you to be mad at me. Okay, now, the last couple things, because we're kind of getting short on time, I'll have to pick some more of this up on our next podcast. One question you ask is the minimum. What is the minimum amount that you need to start a policy? The minimum amount that you need to start a policy is normally 10 times your age on a monthly premium if you're under age 50. So if you're age 40, 10 times 40 is 400 a month. If you're age 60, so if you're age, if you're over age 50, five zero, if you're over age 50, normally about 15 times your age on a monthly premium is going to be about the minimum that you want to do. So age 60 would be 900 a month. Now, those are not exact numbers. So don't get freaked out on me and think those are the exact numbers, but that is a good rule of thumb. Under age 50, 10 times your age. Over age 50, 15 times your age on a monthly premium. In order to design your policy so it's most effective and efficient for banking. I'm not saying you can't do a lower amount, 
but we may have to alter the policy. We may have to re-engineer it or redesign it a little bit differently. And by doing that, it may not perform like I show you in my examples. But I'll let you know that ahead of time. And you will see all of that ahead of time. As a matter of fact, once you're approved for the policy, after we go through all that underwriting, after you get approved for the policy, the policy is now delivered to you. And you'll have a few weeks to go through it to make sure it says everything I'm telling you it's going to say and to get all of your questions answered, okay? So not until you have all those questions answered, not until you've reviewed that policy are you ever going to pay for it or put it in force, okay? So just know that. You are the one that makes the final say-so of whether that policy goes in force. Okay, my team's telling me I have a few extra minutes so I can go through maybe a couple other frequently asked questions, all right? We talked about how to get started. Who should I insure? Get the policy on me, child, spouse, etc. We talked about that. Am I too old to do this? Talked about that, age 73 or below. I'm not insurable. Now, now keep in mind, even if you're over 73, you can still do this. Everything that we're talking about, you can still do. It's just that you can't be the insured individual in the policy. We have to insure another body, which is perfectly fine. We have several clients, hundreds of clients that do that. Or if I'm not insurable, yes, you can still do it. You can do everything we're talking about. Let's say you tell me you have cancer. Let's say you tell me you have 20 feet of your intestines just got removed last week. Let's just tell me you had a kidney transplant, right? Any of those things obviously are not going to be, um, um, okay, so items that are going to allow you to be insurable right now and get a policy. You're just not going to. But you can still own the policy on another individual, such as a spouse, a family member, child, grandchild, niece, nephew, brother, sister, even mom or dad. Somebody, even at, okay, someone that you have a, just an interest in, an insurable interest in, even a business associate or a business partner, all right? How soon can I get a loan? We said within 30 days. How come you have not heard about this before? Well, you haven't heard about it before because this isn't the typical way that life insurance is done. Most people, when they think about life insurance, they think about for the next generation. Let me get enough death benefit on myself so I can keep care of my children, my grandchildren, future generations to come. No, this is about you using the cash value in the life insurance while you're living. You're going to start using that money immediately. Remember what the definition of immediately is? It's within 30 days within 30 days. So really what you're doing, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are using the living benefits of that policy while you're living. Okay. See, whoever you've talked to before, whoever you have your current policy with, or your brother-in-law or sister-in-law that sells life insurance, they haven't told you about this. Not because they're keeping it from you, they just don't know. They don't understand, right? They haven't been taught this concept. And if they tell you that they do know about it, they say, oh, I read that book, R. Nelson Nash, Becoming Your Own Banker. 
I know all about this and I know how it works. Well, my first question I would ask is, if you know about it, why haven't you told me already? Why haven't you told me about it already? And then if you really want to know if they know about it, ask them these three questions. Question number one, ask them to show you how you can borrow at a higher interest rate than what you're earning and make money all day long. That's what I show you in my example, don't I? Question number two, ask them to show you how to use the policy to buy the cars and recapture and recycle all of the dollars that you paid for that car. Not only do you get the car, but you get the money back. I showed you that in my presentation. They're not going to be able to do that. They don't know how to do that. So again, we are truly turning every liability into an asset, every depreciating asset into an appreciating asset. We're recapturing and recycling all of the money that's been going out to other people. All right. Let me close on this. How do I get paid? How do you guys pay me, right? You're thinking, man, this is really good, Brent. You're offering all these services. How much does it cost for your service? The answer is zero. You're not going to pay me a dime. You're not going to write me a check for a dime. You're not going to write any of our mentors a check for a dime. You're not going to write the money multiplier a check for a dime. You see, we get paid the same way your car insurance guy gets paid or gal. So your car insurance person gets paid a commission on the policy that you buy. So when you go to John Smith, the Allstate man, or Sally Smith, the Allstate lady, to buy car insurance, the check that you write is not to John Smith or Sally Smith. You write the check to Allstate, and then Allstate pays them a commission. So we get paid a commission on your policy, right? No matter who you start a policy with, somebody gets paid a commission. Why are you starting with us at the money multiplier and not the guy down the street or the gal down the street? Because they don't understand the banking concept. Okay. Now, if you have not done so already, you need to go to the website, www.themoneymultiplier.com, themoneymultiplier.com, bottom of the homepage under presentation, top of the homepage under resources, click on presentation, watch the full 90 plus minute presentation. I want you to reach out to me, Brent, B-R-E-N-T, at themoneymultiplier.com is my email. Brent at themoneymultiplier.com. You can shoot me a text at 785-248-9637. One more time, shoot me a text, 785-248-9637. Or you can go to my scheduling link, my calendar link. Is go.oncehub.com. Dot com slash Brent Kessler, K-E-S-L-E-R. So go dot once hub dot com slash Brent, B-R-E-N-T, Kessler, K-E-S-L-E-R. 
GoOnceHub.com slash Brent Kessler to schedule on my calendar. If you can't find a time that works, then shoot me an email, Brent at TheMoneyMultiplier.com or text me 785-248-9637. So go watch the presentation. You got to watch the presentation first. Then we will, then, okay, so go to, okay, either the email, the text, or the schedule link Schedule a call. Let's do a strategy call. Let's talk about your situation and how this will work for you, how this concept and how this method will work for you. Write down your questions before our call. Remember, a short pencil is better than a long memory. Don't try to keep your questions in your head. You'll forget them. Write them down before our call so we can be most productive and efficient on our call. And... Um, then we'll go through and get your questions answered. All right, we're going to close it out for now, um, and we'll come back to you next week with another uh, podcast. And um, next week we're going to talk about maximizing the money multiplier plan. How do we maximize this plan? And until next time, uh, you guys have a good, safe week, and we will talk soon. Brent Kessler with the Money Multiplier signing off.